0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. Merry Christmas. I hope you're having a nice Christmas season. Uh, It's sunny and bright in Los Angeles, (laughs) which is normal for Christmas. And today I want to talk about Free to Be You and Me. I don't know if you guys remember this uh, album that was conceived and created and produced by marlo thomas marlo thomas was uh in that sitcom she was that girl and uh from 1966 to 1971 but first a word from our sponsor hi everyone if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. So Marlo Thomas, in 1972, she put together this group of kind of singers and actors and put together this album for children. And... Uh, it was basically a crazy feminist album, and it was uh, it was sponsored in part by Ms. Magazine, so that tells you a lot. Yeah, it was produced in collaboration with the Ms. Foundation for Women, um, which is part of Ms. Magazine. So, um, I want to talk about. the the, because there was an article in the New York times a couple days ago or a few weeks ago, actually. Um, and about the 50th anniversary of this album, free to be you and me. Now, when I was a kid, I was spared (laughs) with this album. Like I did not, I had never heard of this album until I moved to Los Angeles. And a lot of my close friends in LA, talked about when they were growing up and and you know when they were little very little children they loved. they were obsessed with this album free to be you and me and just the title alone kind of tells you what it's about but it's it has major uh feminist under well not undertones just major feminist tones but i want to go through this article and then talk and go through some of the lyrics of the songs on the album. And, and again, this I'm doing this to, to just illustrate how crazily indoctrinated and brainwashed we are, even as children. I mean, obviously this is still going on today and it's, it's even crazier today, the indoctrination and brainwashing of children. But you know, in, the, in 1972, when this album came out, it seemed like, oh, a fun, innocent children's album. And even some of my friends in Dallas, uh, when they were kids, they got the album from their parents. Their parents probably didn't really know <laughs> what was on the album, <laughs> what the lyrics were actually saying. But it's, it's just, um, you know, and this was a year before Roe v. Wade. This was a, at the kind of like the really kind of beginnings of the the really push for the feminist movement in the 70s and the early 70s and so i want to read a little bit of this op-ed piece by pamela paul in the new york times and then get into what some of the lyrics have to say and and again this is just i just again want to illustrate how we got to where we are today why men and women hate each other why the divorce rate is so high why uh again why there's mental illness why there's homelessness why there there's um all kinds of societal problems broken homes and uh, depression and um anxiety and kids this all is goes back to these movements the feminist movement in particular um which again pitted, pitted men and women against each other, and we see the result of that today. And again, the, the New York Times always is baffled by all these crises that are happening today. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because you started. They don't. They don't have the just the self reflection to, to realize that they contributed to the problem. And um, and Marlo Thomas certainly contributed to this problem. Uh, she's still alive today. I think she's 85. Um, and she was married to, I don't know if you remember this. She was married to Phil Donahue, the wacky talk show host uh, from the seventies and eighties, I think. But um, so, yeah, I just, that's why, that's why I'm talking about this is because we, we have to be aware of what has shaped us over the decades. And, And this is one of the things that shaped us and has shaped society and and our culture and, and shaped even it's, it's infiltrated the church to such a major degree um, because there's all sorts of issues in the church uh, kind of, kind of caused by the feminist movement. And so Pamela Paul says, if you grew up in a, Any remotely liberal enclave of America in the 1970s or 1980s, you you grew up believing a few things. You believed that you lived in a land where the children were free, where it didn't matter whether you were a boy or a girl, because neither could limit your choices. Not when you were a kid, not not when you grew up. You believed it was perfectly fine for William to want a doll, and if you were a girl, you might have been perfectly happy for him to take yours. So there's a song um, on the album called William Wants, William's Doll or William Wants, William's Doll, which I'll get to some of the lyrics in a minute. And then it goes on, the article goes on to say the op-ed, you believe these things because of Free to Be You and Me, the album Free to Be You and Me, that landmark album, which had its 50th anniversary last month, and its companion book shaped a generation. So, again, she's, she's admitting that this album shaped an entire generation. And the article goes on to say, Free to be you and me, unshackled boys and girls from from uh, gender stereotypes. Um, <laughs> and we see, obviously, the result of just their gender kind of uh, madness going on now. And and then she goes on to talk about how in the eighties there was a backlash against the women's movement, and she says while much of it was ideological, not surprisingly, some of it was about money. When lucrative boomers became parents, the toy industry redivided playthings into separate aisles in toy stores. In a in a roundtable for the fiftieth anniversary of Ms. Magazine, also this year. Letty Cotton Pogribin, she uh, Letty Cotton Pogrebin was a founding member of Ms. Magazine. She remarked, quote, Now I have a stroke when I go through toy stores where still everything is pink and blue. So she's upset that there's different aisles for <laughs> boys and girls. The article goes on to say, Of course, when clothing, toys, and books are gendered companies selling those goods make more money so uh yes things that are gendered make more money but surprisingly in this article the 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 writer says that we now risk losing those advances and um in kind of the feminist movement in lieu of liberating children from gender some educators have doubled down offering children a smorgasbord of labels gender identity gender role gender performance gender expression to affix to themselves from a young age some go as far as to suggest that not only is gender assigned to people at birth but that sex in humans is a spectrum even though accepted science holds that sex in humans is fundamentally binary with a tiny number of people having intersex traits The effect of all this is that today we are defining people, especially children by gender more than ever before, rather than trying to free both sexes from gender stereotypes. So it's interesting that kind of, she ends this article saying that this, this kind of new gender, uh, madness is actually hurting the cause of the feminist movement. And, um, and hurting this, the the cause of free to be you and me, which is surprising that she even would say that in the New York times. I'm surprised she's not been canceled. We'll be right back after this short break. So I want to go through, um, first I want to look at one of the songs called boy meets girl and there it's two babies, uh, a, a baby boy and a baby girl having a conversation. And I'm just going to read a couple lines from it. Boy, the boy says, Are you afraid of mice? Girl, no. Boy, I am. I'm terrified of them. I hate them. Squeak, squeak, squeak. What do you want to be when you grow up? Girl, a fireman. Boy, what'd I tell you? Girl, what about you? Boy, a cocktail waitress. Does that prove anything to you? Girl, Hmm. You must be right. Boy, I told you so. I'm always right. You're the boy and I'm the girl. So these little babies are having this conversation and the boy wants to grow up to be a cocktail waitress and the girl wants to be a fireman. And the boy says to the girl, you're the boy and I'm the girl. So you see, already in 1972, the gender kind of madness is, is starting and and the feminist madness is, is in full full gear. Uh, then there's a there's another song called "Ladies First, And it's about this girl. She, it starts the line starts, the first line of the lyric starts. Did you hear the one about the little girl who was a tender, sweet young thing? When she was at the end of the lunch line at school, all she had to say was, quote, ladies first, ladies first. And she'd get right up to the front of the line. So it's all about this little young girl who says, ladies, you know, because I'm a girl, I, I get to go first because I'm a ladies first, ladies first. Which, of course, to Marlowe Thomas, the idea of ladies first, the idea of opening a door for a woman is, is just anathema. You know, it's like the most toxic masculine thing you can do and to say ladies first is the the most toxic or to kind of stand up at the table when a woman gets up to to go to use the powder room <laughs> to powder her nose i remember um i used to have dinners with my agents uh, for many many years every tuesday night and one was a a woman and one was a actually a gay man And, um, it was funny because every time the woman would get up to go to the restroom at these fancy restaurants, we went to the, my friend, the man would stand up and I would be, I remember being so upset at him and I, because at the time I was a feminist and I was like, why are you standing up? Like, this makes no sense. And he would do it every time. I think he did it just to get my goat, but. I purposely wouldn't stand up because I was, I was a feminist and um, but anyway, so this, which is crazy. So this, this goes on to say uh, this song and the song, it goes on to say, and then one day she went exploring with a whole group of other people through the wilds of the deep and beastly jungle. So she and her, I guess her classmates are in the jungle now and there are tigers in the jungle. It says, out of nowhere, the exploring party was seized, grabbed by a bunch of hungry tigers. And these tigers tied all the people up and dragged them back to their tiger tiger lair, where they sniffed around, trying to decide what would make the best dinner. And so the tigers kind of go around to the different uh, kids, and they finally get to her, and... And the tiger says, Yes. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, we we were all just uh, trying to decide who to untie first. And then the young girl says, Ladies first, ladies first, she said, and so she was, and mighty tasty too. So basically, this song is saying, If you are saying if you're if you're a traditionalist and if you if you are insisting on ladies first (laughs) that you're going to be eaten by a tiger um like that that's that's kind of the the payback you get for for being a traditional young girl is you get eaten by a tiger so um that sends a great message to young children and then there's a song called my dog is a plumber and actually i'm going to read just uh several lines from it the first lines my dog is a plumber he must be a boy although i must tell you that his favorite toy is a little play stove with pans and with pots which he really must like because he plays with it lots so perhaps he's a girl which kind of makes sense since he since he can't throw a ball and he can't climb a fence so again, it's just pushing this this kind of gender there's no gender distinctions whatsoever. There's no g- distinctions between the sexes. men boys and girls, men and women are exactly the same in temperament and and everything and roles and everything. Um, unlike the Bible, which the Bible lays out distinct roles for men and women. And of course, it's—I I say this all the time—the roles are equal in value, but they're different roles for men and women. So this, again, just—just just reading these lyrics, you can just see how this promotes this battle of the sexes, and you know when—and which again leads to marital issues, and which leads to divorce and all kinds of trauma and uh, destruction. And, and then one of the songs is called William's doll, William's doll. And I'll just read a couple lines from this. Uh, when my friend William was five years old, he wanted a doll to hug and to hold. So this is conveying to young children that, you know, it's not, it's totally fine for a little boy to play with a doll. It's just enforcing this kind of, again, this, this, like, there's no distinctions between boys and girls. And, and it goes on to say, then William's grandma arrived one day and wanted to know what he liked to play. And Bill and William said, baseball's my favorite game. I like to play, but all the same, I'd give my bat and ball and glove to have a doll that I could love. And guess what the grandmother's response is? How very wise. So obviously these are grandmas in Greenwich, Connecticut, (laughs) or some crazy uh, place like that. Berkeley, California. There's a song called Parents Are People. And I'll read a few lines from that. Mommies are people, people with children. When mommies were little, they used to be girls. Like some of you, but then they grew. And now mommies are women. Women with children, busy with children, and things to do. There are a lot of things a lot of mommies can do. Some mommies are ranchers or poetry makers or doctors or teachers or cleaners or bakers. Some mommies drive taxis or sing sing on TV. Yeah, mommies can be almost anything they want to be. This, This song is, of course, denigrating motherhood. Like it's saying motherhood, staying at home with your children and raising your children, which I've always, which I always say this is like the most beautiful, most creative job you could do. Most creative vocation you could ever be called to. Most wonderful uh, vocation you could be called to is being denigrated. It's she's the song is saying that. That's not enough for mommies. It's not enough for mommies to, to, to raise their children and to nurture them. And obviously fathers need to do that too. But it's saying that mommies can do way more than that. They can be doctors and teachers and cleaners and bakers and drive taxis. I don't know if I want my mom driving a taxi. But um, <laughs> uh, it's just, again, it's just this subtle denigration of motherhood. And, and, and conveying, you know, telegraphing that motherhood, there's something inherently, inherently wrong with motherhood. And so destruction, more destruction. Um, And then there's a song called housework, which is pretty funny. And it says this housework, I'll just read some lines. It says, you know, you know, there are times when we happen to be just sitting there quietly watching TV When the program we're watching will stop for a while and suddenly someone appears with a smile and starts to show us how terribly urgent it is to buy some brand of detergent or soap or cleaner or cleanser or cleaner or powder or paste or wax or bleach to help with the housework. Now, most of the time, it's a lady we see who's doing the housework on TV. She's cheerfully scouring a skillet or two. And it goes on. And then it says, the lady we see when we're watching TV, the lady who smiles as she scours and scrubs and rubs and washes and wipes or mops or dusts or cleans or whatever she does on our TV screens, that lady is smiling, get this, that lady is smiling because she's an actress and she's earning money for learning those speeches. So again, this is like denigrating motherhood it's denigrating being a homemaker which is it's like a huge task to do and it's uh and it goes on the song goes on so the very next so it's instructing these children listen so the very next time you happen to be just sitting there quietly watching tv and you see some nice lady who smiles. And she scours or scrubs or rubs or washes or wipes or mops or dusts or cleans. Remember, nobody smiles doing housework, but those ladies you see on TV. Your mommy hates housework. Your daddy hates housework. I hate housework too. And when you grow up, and when you grow up, so will you. By the way, housework sometimes can be really soothing and fun. I don't know why. (laughs) But Again, like it's it's uh, denigrating mothers and saying, you know, housework is horrible and that uh, moms should not engage in that activity because it's terrible um, for the feminist cause. Um, and of course, men should, you know, everyone should join in and help with the housework. But it, you get the you get the idea. Um, and then the last song I'll talk about is called girl land. And it's a really kind of sad song. It's all about this place called girl land. And it says they're closing down girl land. So do you see there's the, in the feminist movement, there's no more girls. Like it's just the, these are just, Persons. It's like now when we've de- we've uh, deleted the idea of hus- the, the terms husbands and wives, husband or wife, as you know, now um, the politically correct way to say it is just partners, because husband and wife there there there's kind of according to our culture. Now, there's like a there's a difference in the in the terms husband and wife, obviously. But partner sounds like everything is completely 100% uh, the same. There's a sameness to it. There's not another, there's not a compliment to it. So, husband and wife implies compliment. Partner implies no compliment. And so, anyway, Girlland, they close down Girlland. The, the lyric says they're closing down Girlland. And it goes, it's a very long song, and it goes through this whole thing but at the end it says and other folks say it was no fun at all being a girl in girlland so it's it's basically no fun being a girl and soon in a park that was girlland before you'll do what you like and you'll be who you are again this is also just all about you 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 be you uh, follow your heart you know be true to yourself this is this is all kind of embedded in in these lyrics in this album and there's no concept of first of all obviously there's no concept of follow God and uh, it's all about just turning inward and following your own feelings your own desires which of course we see today in every aspect of life and in the church this is I mean, this all comes down to the church because in the church today, in the evangelical church in America and, in and the West, um, obviously this, all of this has creeped in. And so now even it's all about whatever I'm feeling, whatever my feelings are, I need to pursue those. I need to act on those feelings. And that's why, the LGBT ideology has so easily slipped into the church because this has all been set up for decades. And so people, uh, I have said this before, but pastors of churches all over the country are, are becoming gay affirming or becoming LGBTQ affirming. And it's because of this, is, this has been in the soil, <laughs> this has been in the soil for decades. And now we see the bad fruit of it in the church. And so anyway, I just wanted to, to talk about this today because of the 50th anniversary of free to be you and me. And it just reminded me of how insidious all of these things are, all of these movements and all of this, this stuff is and how, how it's crept into the church and how it's, uh, it's, it's really impacting and negatively impacting the church in a very big way. So anyway, that's what I have today. Thank you so much for watching. And again, Merry Christmas, and I will see you. I don't know if I'll see you next week. I think I'm taking the week off, but I'll see you in the new year, 2023. Wow. All right. Thanks guys. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Beckett Cook Show. Your support makes this content possible. All episodes of The Beckett Cook Show are also available on YouTube. For more information about Beckett and his ministry, visit his website at beckettcook.com. Thank you to the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find more faith-centered podcasts about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.